What is it that's between you and growing a closer relationship with God? You might say all the distractions that you're tempted with in this world, not feeling like you're disciplined enough, or let me guess, you want to get yourself together and clean up your life before you go all in with God. What if I told you none of those things are stopping you from a flourishing, fruitful, and vibrant relationship with God? Stay tuned because in today's video, I'm sharing three holy habits to enter the secret place and grow a closer relationship with God like never before. Welcome to Beloved Women with me, Christina Patterson, where we empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. If you're new here, welcome. Please be sure to subscribe so that you never miss a video. And for those of you returning, welcome back. For daily encouragement, Bible study series, and unlimited videos to grow your faith, I invite you to join the Beloved Women app. Growing in your relationship with God is important for three reasons outlined in what I like to call the three C's, capacity, courage, and calling. The closer we grow to God, we enlarge our capacity to receive more of what he has for us. As we grow in Christ, we learn not only about God, but also our identity in him, which gives us the courage to make bold moves and take greater steps of faith. Finally, as we grow in God, we gain a greater understanding of his purpose and what it is that he's called us to do. All of these are important when it comes to navigating this life, making growing closer to God a virtuous and fruitful endeavor. Growing closer to God occurs in what the Bible calls the secret place. This is where we connect to God to know and experience him in life-changing ways. So you might be wondering, where and what is this secret place? In today's video, we're studying Matthew 6 to learn three holy habits that usher you into the secret place to grow closer to God. What common mistakes we often make that prevent us from entering the secret place and what is the blessing and reward of dwelling in the secret place. But first, let's get an understanding of what the secret place is. In our Bible study of Psalm 91 a few weeks ago, we learned that the secret place is simply the representation of our closeness and intimacy with God. Today, we'll learn that the secret place isn't only where God is, but also the intimate relationship we have with God when no one sees and we go unrecognized by others. We'll get into why that is important a bit later, but in Matthew 6, Jesus shares with us how to enter the secret place. He gives three practices of righteousness that should not be done to be seen by others, but in what Jesus says should be done secretly or done only in the presence of God. Those practices are outlined in today's scripture. So as we read today's text, I want you to look out for what those three practices are. We're starting at Matthew 6 verse 1 that says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before others in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray 
in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Verse 16. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Jesus gives detailed instructions on how to give, pray, and fast. Three righteous practices that will be rewarded by God when done in secret, not openly with the intention for others to see. Giving helps us to live unattached from the things and cares of this world that can easily corrupt our hearts. In the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, Jesus tells us that the seed that fell among thorns was someone who heard God's truth, but allowed the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth to crowd out God's truth and they became unfruitful. When we are so focused on trying to get and keep money to the point of worry, we lose sight of God and his truth. We'll most likely then find ourselves in a position where we're chasing money and not God, causing us to grow further away from God. Now, you might be wondering, what does money have to do with my relationship with God? It has a lot to do, which is why Jesus says that we can't serve both God and money because we will be tempted to lose sight and not trust God in this area. You can't grow towards God if you're chasing after money. The solution is to give. Matthew 6, verse 21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. If we want to grow closer to God, we give and we give generously because doing so grants us the reward of seeing God as provider and helps us to grow closer to him. Unattached from all of the hustle that this world pressures us to do in order to serve money instead of serving God. Now, let me clarify here. This doesn't mean that we don't care about money or that we don't need to make money. No, if we're gonna give, we have to be making money. You can't give from what you don't have. What this means is that we first trust God for all of our needs. Prayer helps us to communicate with God, which is the most important part of any relationship. If communication is broken, the relationship is broken. And this is why there are hundreds of prayers in the Bible and prayer is mentioned hundreds of times as well. Jesus even gives us a template to pray in what we call the Lord's Prayer to ensure that we know how to do it. There's no getting around it. Prayer is key to growing closer to God. There is a reason why the Bible calls us to pray without ceasing, to not worry, but to pray, to pray for wisdom and to pray even when we're suffering or even the Bible tells us to pray with all kinds of prayers. When we are in prayer, we enter God's presence. So prayer rewards us with an intimacy and closeness with God that we can't find 
anywhere else. Fasting helps us to avoid the things that distracts us from growing closer to God. It's not just about abstaining from food, but to take our attention off the things of this world so that we can get laser focused on God. Lisa Brevere says, a diet changes how you look. Fasting changes how you see. Fasting rewards you with a revelation of God and gives you spiritual vision to see yourself, others, God, and life in a light that is more aligned with God's truth. When you give, you realize God is a provider. When you pray, you realize God is present. When you fast, you realize God is powerful. These three righteous practices or holy habits usher us into God's presence because when we do them as Jesus instructs, they are done in secret where God is. It's not enough to just give, pray, and fast. Even the hypocrites do these things as Jesus tells us, and they are not even close to God. So what's the difference. Jesus tells us not to make known our practices of righteousness with the intention to be seen by others so that we can be rewarded with the admiration of man. Instead, we practice our righteousness with the intention of not being seen. We do so in secret. This is so countercultural because we share everything to be seen in this online social generation. What we ate for lunch, where we went for vacation, what we just bought from the store. We'd be lying if we said we didn't want the views, the likes, and the follows. Now, if your heart is right, there's nothing wrong with sharing online. But Jesus says specifically three times, don't be like the hypocrites. They intentionally want to be seen for their religious superiority or what they would consider as superior. They say they are doing something for God, but really they are doing it to be seen and recognized by people. However, Jesus makes it clear. If you receive your reward from people, you won't receive it from God. Their attention, their recognition, their admonishment, that is your reward. But be careful because in our cancel culture, we know that rewards from people will be short-lived. That's why I love the quote from Lecrae that says, if you live for people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. So how do we receive God's reward and not man's? Jesus tells us, don't tell others what you're giving, just give. Don't pray to be seen by people, but to sincerely connect with God. Don't look gloomy so others can see that you're fasting. Instead, be intentional to put yourself together so that no one even knows the sacrifice that you're making because that sacrifice is for God, not people. In short, don't practice righteousness to be seen by people, but to be devoted to God. The secret place is where you trust God to move when no one else sees. I was out running with my kids yesterday to condition them for track and they call me coach mommy because I want to prepare them both physically and mentally for this upcoming track season. Although they're both sprinters, I had them running a mile with me yesterday to condition them to get in shape so that when game day comes that 100 or 200 meters will feel really easy. As I'm running with them, I'm trying to get in their heads. And I told them that this work, the unseen training is what prepares you for glory on game day. I reminded them that we love to watch games and we love to see athletes play at their best. Many of us will enjoy watching the Olympics this year, but the news never shows the boring conditioning, the stretching, the 4 a.m. workouts, the late nights, the Epsom salt baths. I wanted to encourage my children, and I'm encouraging you to today, not to despise the unseen work because without it, 
there is no glory. There is no reward. It's what happens when no one is looking that prepares you for when they truly are. The unseen work can't be avoided. Notice that what we do in private for God will still be rewarded publicly before man. If you only run when it's game day and you have an audience, you will not perform well. In the same way, it's in the unseen work in the secret place that sincerely grows us closer to God. This is why we can have so many pastors and Christians fall from grace. Their public ministry was popping off, but their private ministry before God was dry. Entering the secret place requires complete surrender and trust because it says that if no one else sees this, I trust that God does and he will act on my behalf. It's the place where no one sees you, but you do what's right anyways because you truly believe that not only will God see, but that he will move. Many of us are afraid that God doesn't see us and we get caught up in the trap of people-pleasing, pride, and fear because we desperately want to be seen, validated, and feel significant. But when we trust that God sees us, we receive the peace of dwelling in the secret place because our value and worth are not rooted in anything but who God says we are. The secret places where we connect and know the God that created us. And in turn, we discover our true identities. When we know who we are apart from outward applause, we have an inner peace that no one can take away. That reward is priceless. Think of all the famous people who are unhappy and unsatisfied. Public places will never give you the same peace as the secret place. We don't have to show off or prove ourselves because we know who God is and who we are in him. Pressure to perform is eliminated when you only have to please the one who made you. But if we're so busy trying to impress people, we'll miss God's reward that comes from operating in private. The other day, I received a text from a friend who was reminiscing on a time that I gave her some money. She shared that what I gave her was the exact amount of money that she needed in that season, and it encouraged her faith to know that God provided. When I gave to her, I did so at the leading of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know how much she needed. I just gave what the Lord placed on my heart, and as a college student, it was a bit of a stretch for me. What she didn't know was that a few days later, that same exact amount of money showed up in my account that someone else had given to me, not knowing that I had given to her. When I saw that in my bank account, I knew that God was moving on my behalf and working in the secret place. I witnessed him working in the unseen to do what only he could do. Now, had I broadcast to everyone that I gave this much money and I was just such a good friend and did all the right things, People may have been moved. They may have applauded. They may even have given me money back. And the reward would have come from people. But then I would not have seen God in that obedience. Because when no one knew and no one saw me do it, I knew that God saw. And it had to be him moving when I received the exact same amount of money back. That's the reward of operating in the secret place. No one can get credit for what God is doing and you will get a clear vision of how God is moving in your life. When we work for the approval of people and to be seen by them, that is your reward. 
But when we operate in the secret place and we don't do things to be seen by man, but because we trust that God sees us, we will experience him in ways that most people won't. We won't be blinded by what can be seen and touched and heard, but instead we'll enter a supernatural experience of God that can't be denied. Your reward for operating and moving in the secret place is knowing that God is moving on your behalf. It grows your faith like nothing else and brings you closer to God because he is so real to you in that place and there's no question about his existence, his provision, or his capacity. You don't just know God in the secret place. You experience him. And in such an uncertain world, that is one of the greatest rewards you will ever receive. Now, I understand. Being in the secret place is not always easy, as we may be tempted to doubt if God really sees and hears us. So I want to encourage you to watch this video where I share five signs that God hears your prayers. For more encouragement, please download my free Bible study called Worry Free to learn the three lies feeding your worry and the truth to set you free at belovedwomen.org. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, be beautiful, be blessed, and be loved.